Welcome to episode 20 of Chromacast. I'm Jeff DeVoe, and on this episode, we are featuring Alex Slater, better known as Mr. Puzzle. Alex is one of the people behind Los Angeles' own independent electronic music collective, LAMP, that's Los Angeles Music Project, and his own Puzzle Records. We'll be hearing about his motivations behind both LAMP and Puzzle Records, how he finds the never-ending pool of amazing talent both his organizations push out, as well as how he got into electronic music in the first place. On top of all that, we have a deep and vibey guest mix perfect for your summer listening pleasure. So as always, make sure to subscribe to Chromacast on iTunes and send us a review, or find us on SoundCloud or MixCloud and send us some feedback. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy this interview and guest mix with Mr. Puzzle. Hey everybody, this is Jeff DeVoe from Chromacast. We are sitting here for episode 20 with Alex Slater, aka Mr. Puzzle from LAMP, from Puzzle Records, all kinds of things. Say hello, Alex. Hey everybody, how you doing? <laughs> Thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, it's my pleasure. Appreciate it, man. Um, just want to give the audience some um, information about you. I would like to know, tell us about like where you grew up. I want to know your background. What's okay. up with that? It's a little complicated, but... I like uh, complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my family is originally from Europe. Oh, mom wow. and dad were uh, born in Europe. My dad's from England. Oh, my mom's okay. from the Netherlands. And they moved here in the 80s. And uh, they had me. And uh, at the time, they were kind of like vacationing down in Florida and living in New York. Um, and they had me down in Florida in, in a town called Naples. Nice. And um, they eventually moved down there and sort of lived there, but traveled. My dad was uh, in shipping finance, so he was always traveling a lot. But that was kind of our home base until I was about 13. Yeah. Um, and then I actually moved to England, and I lived in England for about five years. Very interesting. Boarding school. Yeah, in so England. like elementary school. Yeah, it was it was a boarding school. Actually, it was um, just after middle school, so it was kind of like the equivalent of high school yeah. here. But okay, gotcha. The program was a little different. Uh, it was five years instead of four. Yeah. Um, it was very Harry Potter-esque. <laughs> uh, I always try and describe it that way because it's pretty close. Like, That's why you carry a wand around all the time. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm totally joking. That's not, it's not how I DJ. But Damn it. Now I should, actually. It's like magic, though. Right? Really. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I did that. Um, I moved there, lived there for, for quite some time. It was an amazing experience. Uh, I got to travel through throughout Europe um, and see a ton of different countries. You know, my summers were filled with, like, buying a train ticket yeah. and literally, you know, taking the train around Europe. That's amazing. Um, I had family in, in the Netherlands, like I mentioned, so I got to see them a bunch. Um, so I, I would say like a lot of my early childhood, even while I was still living in Florida, was spent in Europe. That's and it was really cool. So that means a lot to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, from there, uh, once I sort of quote unquote graduated from, from boarding school, I, I decided to move back to the States and uh, I had no idea sort of what I was getting into because I wasn't familiar with anything 
right. regarding high school culture in the U.S. And I didn't even know how to apply to a college in yeah. the U.S., which is really funny. I had to take the SATs and it was all confusing. But eventually I landed in, in Massachusetts in Boston. Okay. Uh, I had a brother that was living there yeah. and he told me to apply some, to some colleges there. Yeah. And it was great. And I got into a really awesome school, Boston College. Uh, go Eagles. Oh, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up going to school there. And then I lived in Boston for about eight years. So four for college and then another four after I graduated. Nice. Amazing city. Yeah. I kind of call it my second or third home. I have a lot of homes at this point. But, um, <laughs> You're a worldly man. <laughs> I love it. I guess so. Um, so Boston is very interesting. I've never been there. Um, is this, I, I got to ask, like, is this where you became... Um, familiar with electronic music or was that before when you when you were living in Europe and how did you get involved with electronic music? Yeah, that's a really good question actually. So I think it came in, in waves. Um, two of my oldest brothers were DJs uh, in the early 90s mm -hmm. uh, in New England. Like um, techno or? They were more on the progressive and trance side. Really cool. Yeah. yeah so right. um, it was interesting because they were born and raised in the UK and so they had been exposed to a lot of house and acid house early stuff yes and they sort of brought that style uh, to the United States it really hadn't progressed here yet yeah. um, you know they, they like to say when we've had a few beers they were some of the early pioneers of New England's <laughs> sort of electronic music scene oh. and you know I I believe them because I actually have had conversations with other people who are either their friends or who have been to like some of their shows and they're like, these guys did some stuff. And oh. I thought that was really cool. I didn't find this out until, you know, I was much older, but sure. when I was younger, they would share a lot of electronic music yeah. with me. Um, there's a photo of me. I think I'm like five or six years old. I've got these ginormous headphones on my head and they're just <laughs> blasting music. Same in my size ears. as your head. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's really hilarious. Um, so that was kind of like the first, I don't know, I guess dip into electronic music mm -hmm. um, and then I guess when I was living in England uh, in boarding school I think that's where I started to kind of really listen to a lot more yeah. um, electronic music and I wouldn't say it was just you know one certain type um, mm -hmm. the UK has a, has a wonderful collection like a plethora of diverse styles obviously they're predominantly known for that UK bass house style yeah. in more modern times um, well the, and that was cool the thing I always appreciate about the UK when I'm over there I mean Europe and Europe in general is you can turn on the radio and hear anything from like underground drum and bass mm -hmm. to bass house to techno and it's all there for you you know here in the states you kind of have to dig for the good stuff but and over there it's just it's there for the taking absolutely i love that yeah it's a really awesome melting pot um so yeah i was i got into a lot of like garage uk two-step um early on which is awesome and it was which interesting because it kind of made a, a comeback here yeah. i know i love that yeah i love that sound yeah, it's really cool. And it's funny how like what parts of that adapted to the American culture, which was more of the energetic style, because, yeah. you know, there were moments where I was really into like liquid drum and bass. Oh, yeah. And I don't think that necessarily transcended to the United States. Not to say that people didn't like it here, but, sure. you know, it was more of the aggressive stuff that kind of made its way into the for in, into the forefront here in the U.S. Especially with the uh, I mean, with the um, rise of dubstep, then yes, people totally. are now finding drum and bass. Right. Which is interesting to me because drum and bass has always been around I know it just never caught on until dubstep became this huge phenomenon right. now people are all about drum and bass still not as big as, as dubstep was sure. but uh, very interesting yeah but I think like you know there's a 
the cliche everyone says like music is cyclical yeah and i don't necessarily disagree with that because there are moments where people have been exposed to you know the progressive edm's big room style here and then found their way back yep to um to the good stuff. some of the older stuff some of the even the older progressive trancier stuff too and they're like wow this exists i'm like yeah, yeah. they're like dude john digweed what? i know right <laughs> no kidding um state of trance yeah right oh, oh. <laughs> i know it's nostalgic um so yeah there was like these phases i mean while i was listening to all this electronic music i was also super into punk rock oh yes um cool. and a lot of like eventually like metal thrash metal mm-hmm. it was sort of that energy so it was funny when dubstep first came out i like I get it. Yeah, I can see the marriage of like yeah those styles like that, aggression. That, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, very cool. Eat me, all those kind of things. Yeah, it was yeah. just really cool. Um, nice. So let's said eat me. I meant feed me. Yeah. Sorry. Same. I mean, yeah. Everybody knows. Eat me. <laughs> so um, that's really interesting. Um, now, right now, you are one of the guys who is in charge of the group Lamp. Right. And you also have a record label, which you just um, celebrated your one-year anniversary for. Mm-hmm. You've been doing amazing things with both those groups. I always um, admire the drive that you guys have. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, what was? let's talk about LAMP first. Sure. What motivated you to create it? Why don't you talk about what LAMP is, for those who don't know, sure. and what was your motivations behind that group? So. Cool. Yeah, definitely. So LAMP stands for uh, the Los Angeles Music Project. Mm -hmm. And it was originally conceived as sort of a one-off event, funny enough. Um, So I kind of want to talk about Puzzle in a different way because it kind of leads into LAMP. Um, And the reason I say that is because um, I'm a graphic designer by nature. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a long time, I had like a t-shirt line and it was called Puzzle. Uh, Um, And I used to make graphic tees and like pass them out to my friends. And eventually I started selling them online. Nice. Uh, And I got the nickname Mr. Puzzle because of that. And that was kind of like what I was known for was like making these graphics and like, you know, always hawking them to my friends and other people. some of those early. Yeah, I still rock them every once in a while. Well, I'm actually wearing one right now. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and so, is that what, it's no, it's of, actually it's a combination of, um, gosh, it's escaping me right now. It's like I'm uh, talking about his Gundam. Right now. Yeah, it's so my it's on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a combination of Gundam, um, a robot character that I found online, this icon, yeah. and a bit of like a Voltron approach. Cool. So it's like all of those meshed together and That's I turn cool. it into like this stencil graphic for people who can't see us. Nice. Um, cool. One of these days I'll re-release the t-shirts. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. So anyway, I had that going for a while while I was living in Boston. When I moved out to LA, I actually um, brought that brand with me and I was trying to expose it to sort of the LA scene. Unbeknownst to me, this you know, scene in LA is massive and yeah. there's a million other things going on. Great. So long story short is, is I created this event called LAMP, the Los Angeles Music Project, as a subset of the graphic t-shirt as like a combination of art meets music. Yeah. I would have, you know, these people potentially like show up and show their art as well. It's just kind of like this melting pot of styles of, of different art mediums. A way uh, to get your artistic energy out. Right? Yeah, and kind of share what I had come to understand about LA in the short time I'd been here. Anyway, so I had this show and we called it LAMP um, and it flopped, it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wouldn't say like stylistically it was bad, aesthetically it was great, but um, I didn't know what I was doing, mm-hmm. right? And it was funny because I'd hired um, 
a few people to perform some music, one of which uh, is Josh Brooks, who's one of our partners at Lamp. That's right. Uh, and I'd never met him before, and you know, I was having a rough night, and he was closing out, and he actually ended up you know, playing a really awesome set yeah, to, to kind of like an empty crowd. And I felt really bad, <laughs> but I walked up to him and I'm like, man, the music you're playing is like what I love, you know, yeah. let's talk some more. And his the, style was always really, um, I really like his style a lot. Very absolutely. Techie. And sometimes he can go and turn it into progressive and like, right. He's very, uh, eclectic as a DJ. This is DJ PZB. Correct. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's one third of, of lamp. So there's myself, yeah. there's Josh, DJ PZB. PZB and then Randall Bass. So at the time, Randall was Josh's manager. Oh, and I, I know, mean, I was hurting on that event. So he was just asking for like some compensation, and obviously paid all the artists what I could. Sure, but they really kind of enjoyed what I was doing, sort of from a graphic standpoint. And so we started working together. Uh-huh. And over the year of that first kind of meeting, um, he was friends with these people over at Dancism, right? And they were doing their show at Central. Yes, and so they were actually wrapping that whole thing up and the owners of the place were looking for someone to take over that Thursday night. And so Josh and I and Randall decided to kind of take over the helm, if you will, or, you know, get the torch passed on to us as far as keeping house music on the west side. It's a great opportunity. I know. It was a great club too. I kind of built in like audience already ready to go. Exactly. So that was kind of like the foundation of Lamp in a way. We started throwing these parties. It was called PZB and Friends. Yeah. Uh, And we did that for like six months, eight months. And then at the end of the year, me being me and never being satisfied with one thing, (laughs) I just kind of floated this idea to Josh slash like told him what I was really thinking. And I was like, we need to start a collective. You know, we've got a group of friends, a good base of artists that I think could be a foundation for music collective. And that's what Lamp became and is still today at its core. Um, And it's the reason we exist. Um, We exist for our artists because of our artists. and it obviously grew as we started to build out a blog. Josh was doing a lot of these reviews on his own site, and I really liked that. And I was like, you should just you know, build this into LAMP and keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and so the track of the day was born, which we still do to this day, four days a week. Yeah. Um, That's a lot. You guys put a lot of work into always releasing content. Totally. It's We're definitely just, content focused. Yeah, it's never ending. Um, that's why I think a lot of people are really you guys, uh, if you're listening right now, you got to check out the things that Lamp has been putting out. Really interesting stuff, and they're always putting out new stuff. It's just, the output is incredible, and I really admire that. I Thank you. It's really hard to do. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And if you want to find us, we're on LosAngelesMusicProject.com. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the foundation of Lamp, and, you know, part of that, which we really have grown to love and, and appreciate is, is the weekly mix series. Um, and that's been going on for gosh, three plus years now. We're on our 185th or 86th consecutive episode. It's amazing. Which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. That took a lot of, you guys train in the, in the winter to keep that up. Like, well, how do you do that? I mean, luckily, uh, you know, we've motivated each other through it and it's really nice to now have an expanded roster of people who are kind of like our editors and music writers to help like yeah. perpetuate that further. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's a bit about lamp. Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. Talk about, um, now puzzle records and, sure. and, and what's going on there. Right. And that's why I wanted to kind of preface the puzzle thing as like a little backstory is that puzzle records became, um, sort of 
part necessity and part a like wish of mine after seeing a lot of early success from our own releases on LAMP, which are like free downloads, right? a lot of like the early SoundCloud day type stuff. And there was an opportunity with one of our tracks from one of our amazing artists. His name's Leo Islow. He's a phenomenal singer songwriter. We've put out a bunch of his music yep. and we had this opportunity um, when we put out the track for free, believe it or not, from iTunes to wow. release it. They heard it through, I think, one of our PR pushes yeah. and offered us a spot on one of their categories as like a feature. And they're like, hey, is this track signed? You know, yeah. do you, you guys going to plan to put this thing out? And I didn't realize like what that entailed. And so we had softly talked about putting together a real record label while we were working on LAMP, but this kind of like was the spark. It kind of fell in your lap. Yeah. You're like, hey, the universe is telling us something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I spent like my whole Christmas break teaching myself and like working on these contracts and building it out so that we would hit the ground running um, with this first release and it did amazing yeah and to this day it's still you know is a massive source of like i guess uh not only revenue but like spotlight and and sort of highlight of our our label as far as that's terrible english it essentially is a like a really good um example of like what's possible out there for individual artists and startup labels yeah. as far as like putting your mind to it completely independent yeah and it's doing amazing thank you yeah options, right yeah, yeah it, it's it's hit about gosh seven hundred thousand plays on spotify that's crazy about six hundred thousand plays on soundcloud wow um and I'm not sure about the other stats on the other, <laughs> oh my, God. on the other distribution platforms. That but is serious. It was it was great, yeah. Um, and you know, kudos to Leo because it's it's really all about the music, in my sure. opinion. Like we were just a vehicle for him. Yep. He was starting out. He didn't know what he he was doing, and we had the opportunity to kind of like leverage what we knew about it yep. to get that music out there. Wow. And that's the thing I think with record labels to go on a side tangent really quickly is that you know we exist more as like a platform and. Uh, a method for artists to become sort of more recognizable. Yeah. You know, we're not in the game, certainly not at the moment, of making our artists a ton of money through distribution. Right. And as a lot of people in the industry know, that's not usually a major source of income unless you're in the top 0.001%. Yeah. And even then, you're still getting terrible deals from other distribution partners as far as your cut. So you're getting like like 0.1% of totally. each sale or something ridiculous exactly. after recoups and everything. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was interesting. And I think that was really important. That's kind of what Puzzle Records is. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously it's a label, but at the same time, it's sort of a stepping stone from all of our lamp endeavors. Nice. So we've got a lot of our artists that started with us early on that are now going on to release on other more prominent labels, which is, you know, fantastic. That's great. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're establishing our own style, um, which isn't to say we have like a particular genre we're after. Yep. Um, I always like to model ourselves loosely, I should say, after uh, Ghostly International. And they're one of my favorite record labels out there. And the reason I like them is because they have such an amazing um, approach uh, to their style mm -hmm. of um, visuals. One, mm. I'm a visual person, but two, the quality of music they put out yeah. is always exceptional. And it, it ranges. Like, I have a pretty broad, broad spectrum of styles that they put out. And everything about what they do has inspired a lot of 
what we do. So, so. yeah, speaking of, of styles um, for Puzzle Records, is there a, a particular style you're going for? Just in case, maybe, uh, just to give people an idea of what you, they should expect. Sure. Um, also, if you don't mind, we'll play some of the Puzzle Records releases under this That'd be awesome. interview. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so you'll be hearing some of the stuff that they've been putting out um, right now, actually, under yeah. their voices. Yeah, we've got a ton. Yeah, we've got a ton of stuff. So it, it really depends. Um, we're obviously looking for as much original composition writing as possible. Um, I would say we stick to the realm of electronic-based compositional music. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have obviously our favorites. You know, Josh and I kind of know like what sounds good, but we also have a certain styles that we're after. Like house music has you know been a, a backbone of you know, our experience with music, so obviously that's something that comes up quite um, consistently when we put out our music. But yeah. I mean, to go back to Leo, that's a perfect example of going way outside of the yeah. sort of the house realm into like, you know, lo-fi synth pop. He's, totally. a, he's got a phenomenal voice and we just heard that and wanted to be a part of what he was doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got another artist, Jewel Tones, who's taking more sort of um, electronic, electronica based mm -hmm. approach. Yeah. Um, you know, he's even like his recent track, um, Worth, has been like likened to a lot of these more band focused electronic correct um, yeah. groups, you know, LCD sound system type of stuff. Absolutely. You know, it was part of, I guess, his inspiration or what people reacted to the most. Um, you know, his vocals are on that track, which is really cool. That's amazing. Um, and so I found that to be really inspiring. And I would say, you know, to anybody who's like, looking to submit music to us um you know shouldn't have to be said but listen to our stuff and you kind of get a, a feel for it like for example you know we have an artist that's going to be putting out a real heavy techno ep for us soon yeah. uh we have another artist that's going to be putting out some deep house yeah. so it, it obviously sticks like i said within the realm of electronic music but we're all ears i mean if something really sparks uh, an interest in us and we we can hear the quality in it yeah. um we'll we'll work with that artist um, at the end of the day and who knows where it'll take us yeah yeah that's great um i know you've you've worked with artists um from the los angeles region but you also um i think leo is living in portland is that correct, correct? yeah and then recently um you guys put out some stuff from le monkey who's from france correct, correct. yeah he's from grenoble france how you, yeah how do you find how you go out and find these artists are, are you how do they sure. find you or yeah that's a, that process you actually get that question quite a bit and it's a bit of both yeah. um and that kind of stemmed from the content focus of, of lamp okay uh, because we review so many different types of tracks from all over the world yeah we started to get a lot of, of messages and recognition for that outside of sort of the la bubble which was great and that's actually how the monkey came to be that's amazing he found us reviewing a ton of music that he seemed to like yeah. um i think it might have even been a stefan bodzin track that i reviewed oh yeah I'm a big nice. fan of stefan bodzin yeah amazing. amazing and he hit us up with like this Dropbox full of music. It was insane. And we're like, who is wow. this guy? At first, I was really skeptical. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told him this, but I thought it was like all fake. <laughs> that he had just like taken this music from somebody he, else. Or he had like a ghost producer just doing everything. Exactly. That's funny. Exactly. So we kind of had to vet it because he didn't really have... Um, his English wasn't great uh -huh. and so the back and forth was like really tough but eventually I got on Skype with him we chatted and yeah. I was like okay this guy's for real and yeah. he was really great about it all because um, you know we're not always going to just take a track 
uh, first time around. Yeah. And sometimes we'll, you know, depending on the artist, we'll work with them to kind of enhance it. Ah, nice. Um, we will give them direct feedback. We're not shy about it. Yeah. Especially if we really like the song. I think that's really important um, as an artist. You don't always... You I mean, you want to hear that people love your track and everything, but really what's valuable to me is that you're honest about what what you think is wrong with the track, sure. right? Like, that's super important, and it's super important as an artist to accept that. Totally. You know, and don't trash it, like, say, that's that fucking sucks, and, like, <laughs> no. But give them some constructive criticism. That's yeah. really important. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, like, so that's how it kind of how the monkey came to be. Um, and he's he's a machine. I mean, he's a wonderful human being. <laughs> he's, he's, he's real. Um, Call him Le Machine. Le Machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to pitch that to him. Do it. But he, he's phenomenal. He's an extremely talented producer, and he's also a live instrumentalist musician, yes. uh, which I really respect. And that was, again, I think really important for us as, as Puzzle Records as we continue mm. to grow is to find people who are willing to do that. Yeah, I'm not saying that you know sitting in front of Ableton and, and building everything out MIDI is bad. It can sound amazing. Sure. But you know, there's obviously always going to be something that we gravitate towards that feels yep. live or really is live as far as like being recorded or produced. Yep. And that's what really distinguishes, I think our lamp stuff which is you know people finding their way versus the more mature mm -hmm. focused process of building out like an ep or an album on puzzle records nice so yeah it's a combination to go back to your question of hey we've got these submissions that come in regularly um and then we also kind of go out and hunt for some people sometimes um yeah. pascal pure is a perfect example um okay. not to give too much away but he did a guest mix for us earlier this year uh, oh. it's wonderful deep house stuff awesome i need to go back and listen to that i haven't listened yeah it, it's all we have so many though I, I don't blame anybody for being like oh, wait what number is that 100 and what um, 12 million to yeah, 700,000 exactly and so uh, one of our editors is a really big fan of him either way uh, it was like irre irrelevant to the fact that we'd already like had a guest mix with him um, and he started pursuing the idea of like actually getting this guy to release some music with us so long story short is he's working on something for us right now wow. so That's it's amazing. just like being open to communicating and not being afraid to like go out and actually ask some of these artists hey you know yeah. do a guest mix for us or we really like your style yeah that's um, amazing. and so that's kind of how we've expanded beyond LA and how either we found artists or artists have found us that's so great a combination of both yeah um yeah. no we were just talking about La Monkey and he just put out his um what was it an, an al full album right he put out well that was his first, first release yeah. yeah so uh Substance Matinal yes I think I bastardized that which try which you've done a remix for. correct yeah as you as well as you as as yeah, well yeah. as me yes that's yeah. right um, but it's not about me right now oh okay? come on <laughs> we're, we're a big family it's all it's about all of us um yes yeah, so. yeah I, I wanted to talk about that because um i wanted you you've you've just started getting into production mm -hmm. i really like the stuff that you're doing Thank so you. can you give us a little information about what you're trying to do with your music right. um your setup uh sure you know all that stuff about your production let's let's hear it you just did a remix um can i say the name of the track oh or, sure yeah, yeah go the, for it the ham remix yeah ham great name too yeah um and i'm actually so yeah i i started getting into production as sort of um 
I would say a necessity for me because, right. you know, if I'm going to give people feedback and criticism on their music, I better know what I'm talking about. Yes. And I have felt like I needed to go through that process psychologically myself yeah. and understand like what it takes to make just one piece of music, right. let alone like a full EP. Right. And I think it helped because that allowed me to kind of communicate, translate what I was thinking about other pieces of music that artists submitted to us. Yeah. Um, so through that, I became sort of more addicted and interested in making my own music. Grabs you. Yeah, I started doing it actually like a few years ago. Um, we were doing these lectures at a school called Point Blank Music. Shout out to those guys. Um, we do a lecture with them every year. Um, they're amazing. They have a, a classroom here in LA. They have based a great setup up there. Right? They do. They've just expanded. They've got a whole new room full of DJ equipment. Wow. It's been, it's fantastic. It's at Maxinet Studios. Wonderful space. Yeah. And through that, I actually got the opportunity to take one of their online courses. Oh, um, nice. And at the time, I was already kind of producing my own stuff, but it was mm, garbage. Um, but it was just kind of me tripping and falling. And this yeah. allowed me to hone my skills in a little bit more and understand, you know, how to even just set up a song in the first place. Like, hey, build out a template and understand what, you know, what's going on with, you know, a drum rack or yeah. something like that. And so that gave me a foundation. Nice. And, you know, over time, um, I had the chance to like try and work on more uh, music myself. I've been predominantly busy focusing on our artists, which is kind of continuing to be a part of that. And so, yeah, that was kind of my foray into to production. And I started to like finish these songs now. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know what? The first track I worked on was with Leo. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually on SoundCloud. It's called Utopos. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's um, that was my first ever, you know, quote unquote release in the free download, whatever. But it was great because um, I'd never worked with vocals, let alone really put anything together. Um, it's like a whole other beast oh, working with vocals, right? Yeah, but Leo's voice, man, it's really phenomenal. Yeah. So I was really spoiled to have like that, yeah. you know, the quality of the vocal stem be that great. And just like kind of work around it you didn't, probably didn't have to do a lot of like tuning or anything i, I really didn't yeah yeah i had to do like <laughs> minimal eqing and like yeah i didn't even really put that many effects on it nice um, after like processing so it was really cool um and you know i just kind of got addicted to it i'm at okay. I guess my core. I, I am a graphic designer, but I also consider myself sort of an artist. Mm -hmm. um, whatever medium I seem to kind of gravitate to, I put my mind to it. Yep. And music production has been something that's been top of mind recently, and that's kind of why I've been wanting to produce more. That's um, great. And yeah, like you said, I'm working on a remix from La Monkey's uh, debut album, yep. his eight-track album with us uh, that we put out last year. Yeah. And we have practically every song from that remix by one of our own or an artist that we were friends with which is great and that's coming out in a few months yeah it's been a labor of love trying to get eight different artists remixes all together it's like um like herding that. cats isn't it yeah a little bit oh definitely <laughs> um, i'm excited for a lot of the artists that are putting out just yeah. we probably i don't know if we can say right now who they are but they're it's a good list let me just yeah you can say some of them uh, or i can say some yeah of them. Well, you, um, yeah so it's myself it's it's you jeff devoe doing awesome uh we have damon Steele. he's one of our younger members yep. phenomenal producer we met him at point blank by the way at the one year anniversary oh yeah, yeah. that was really great i actually really enjoyed that he's got a very eclectic style yep um who else do we have um frank Saren, mm -hmm. um who's put out some music on uh 
gosh, Chapter 24 records and, and a few others. Um, we have uh, David Shuhans. He's an artist from North Carolina that's on our LAMP roster. Mm -hmm. um, we have another remix coming from, I'm trying to think now. Yeah. Oh, uh, actually, I can't say that name right now. <laughs> I was just saying, I we're going to have to wait. Means. Yeah, there's some surprises in there. You know what? I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. And um, yeah. Um, so I want to kind of wrap up the interview sure. here and, and let people get to your great mix that you've done. Thank you. Um, just give us a quick um, little explanation about what you're thinking for the mix okay. so that people they can get ready for this. I know it's going to be good. Oh, thank you. So yeah, let, yeah. What, what, what were you thinking when you made this mix? Well, um, you know, it, I have to say like every time I approach a mix, I kind of want it to be a little bit different. You know, I've done everything from like full on blasting heavy techno to like really chill house music and this one kind of falls in the realm of deep house nice it starts off really mellow i think it sticks around 120 okay. the entire time it's a great i mean i, I yeah groovy right it's a listening mix for sure yeah. it's not i wouldn't say like this is what you're gonna hear me play if i'm out in a club but it also depends right audience location yeah. like what style you're gonna put out so exactly. we've got a couple tracks in there uh one from and me which is you know phenomenal yes i love those guys they just put out an amazing uh person <laughs> they just put out an amazing ep yeah. uh called avalon yeah. and uh a track from our own dan jednak called yeah. temple which is we put out a few uh weeks ago actually over a month ago you've been uh, puzzle records has been putting out a bunch of stuff from dan right yeah he was one of our his second or third releases ever yes. um he put out motor ep which was amazing he's actually a drummer by nature and you can totally hear that in his production so that's yeah. cool um so yeah a lot of like deep deep house like a lot of focus on um some really interesting percussion percussion drumming like mixing nice. um yeah i'm really excited to share it with you guys that's amazing yeah. thank you so much for doing you're that. welcome um give us all where we can find you on the socials give us okay. all the stuff for lamps and then we'll we'll uh release you guys to the furies <laughs> of mr puzzle's mix thank you so go ahead and tell yeah us you so find. you can find me on soundcloud mr puzzle that's spelled m-r-p-u-z-l and uh you can find me on facebook instagram with the same spelling and you can find lamp on soundcloud l-a-m-p uh you can find us on facebook and instagram as well uh and then you can find puzzle records that's p-u-z-l mm -hmm. records um on spotify itunes beatport uh you name it we're there nice. we're on pretty much every platform you can think of so yeah look out for us that's amazing um you guys enjoy the mix this is chromacast episode 20 and enjoy Thank you, for listening. Thank you for listening. Connect with Chromacast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Mixcloud.